for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle joining us tonight in the co-host chair. It's a guest co-host. Her name, her nickname is The Concert Wife, but her real name is Suzanne Dillingham. Hi, Hi Suzanne. Hi. Are you excited to be here tonight? I'm very excited to be here tonight. Is that why you've been here for an hour before the record? Yes. I didn't want to miss it. You're very excited about this topic. I wanted to make sure you knew I was going to be here. When I threw this topic out to you, you jumped right on board. Yes. Because this is a band that usually uh, ladies don't enjoy. That's what I hear. It's not Steely Dan, but it is a power trio from Canada. It's not Triumph. It's not Triumph. But it is Rash. No, Rush. What movie was that, Kyle? Where there was a band called Rash? No, it was in the in the Rush. It's in the uh, Rush show. documentary. No, it's in one of their shows. Uh, one of the things they played on the screen. One was, of the uh, interstitial videos they showed during a concert. Yeah, you call that a show? <laughs> yeah, sure. Remember the Rush show? No, like during the show. It was on A and E concert. And so, tell me the setup for that, because then you could buy a T-shirt that said Rash. Yeah, they were all sold out by the time. I went to go buy Did you try one. online? Yep, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was, I forget what it was. It was like kind of like the hit, like a fake VH1 type, like yeah. making of the band, but the band, the band was, was called Rash. Rash. And I think they played each other in the video. Oh, okay. Like I think Neil Peart had like now, a big wig, like a Getty Lee wig. And I, I will say this about Rush. I could be mistaken. It was a time machine tour. Yes. It's a time machine tour. Rush is a funny, they're funny. Usually rocker sense of humor is not good. Not good at all. It's all dick jokes and awful. And then like a wow. Yeah, but um <laughs> but Rush and the Foo Fighters, I think those bands have good senses of humor. Yes. Yeah, both and of them. And that that's pretty much that's it. That's pretty much it. And Kiss. <laughs> Cuz they dress up like clowns. <laughs> and they can all take jokes for laughs. <laughs> Uh, so we are doing this Rush episode with a lady just to prove to people that ladies like Rush. I love Rush. Should I? I was going to call this episode What a Rush, but maybe I should call, uh, call this episode Ladies Like Rush. Ladies love cool Rush. Mm, turn your mic off. <laughs> so here we go. How did you... Ca- I came late to the game. When I was in college, everyone was listening to Rush. That's about the, around the time that uh, the big albums were coming out, like Moving Pictures and Signals. And people were cranking up uh, permanent waves. Well, I have a brother that's four years older than me. Okay. And he was big on listen, into Rush and mm-hmm. was always playing their albums. So I kind of had it in the background. I wasn't really paying that much attention, but it was always on. It was kind of a phrase I like to use is it's embedded in your DNA. You didn't even realize that this was having an influence on you, but it was just in the background all the time. And right. you just... You just now you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. And I didn't mind it. I liked it. I liked some of, you know, I, re- I just remember him playing Signals a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I remember him pa- playing Moving Pictures and 2112. And then later I started to listen to it more. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because like deeper, it, when deep I was in junior cuts. high and stuff, I was it was all cheap trick. Mm-hmm. And then um, and the hair bands and all of that. And then later I started to get back into it and then picked up on their older albums, which I never really listened to much outside of, you know, 2112. Yeah. I knew that one a lot. And then you the listen, hits off of the others. Yes. You listened to the albums that had the big hits, like from, like I said, from Permanent Waves on. But then you went back and you started listening to those ones that are, uh, as I like to call, more wizardy. Yes. Do you call this? Uh, some people refer to Rush as a prog rock band. I, I don't. I don't. I just think, I don't they're, think a, they're a prog a rock, rock band either. Band. But people do call them prog rock. Kyle, do you call them prog rock? I do not. No, I don't either. Maybe don't. no one does. Maybe I made that up. Well, I think they do. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of get it. I mean, they. Wikipedia. They've had different sounds. What's so Wikipedia classify say? them as prog rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and <laughs> post prog. Yeah, post prog rock. There's no such that's thing. Not as a, that's not a genre. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there might be an album or two early on that maybe is uh, leans towards the prog rock, but uh, for the most part, I just they're just a rock band to me. You know what I mean? I agree. You guys awake? I'm chewing. Yes. Kyle's chewing. What, what kind of pizza do we have, Kyle? It's a. It's not Michael Scott's favorite pizza, which would be Sabaros. Is uh, is a Domino's. <laughs> That's your favorite pizza, I think, Domino's. I like Domino's. The The crust is good, the new crust. That's like four years old now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of new, we're going to listen to some Rush from 1974. <laughs> There's 20 studio albums. We're going to each play a song from every studio album. That's 40 songs to get through. At the end of this, you are either going to love Rush or hate Rush. Ladies will still hate it. Can I just say, though? What? I don't... You can... Whether you love them, mm-hmm. if you hate them, you can't hate. You them. can't. I don't understand how you can, and you need to respect them. For Holy crap! She's throwing down. Well, I'm just saying these are three of the greatest musicians ever to pick up instruments, and when you put the three of them together, there's this is three people who are all playing a lead instrument almost all the time. She's throwing down some musical uh, knowledge right now. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you agree? I do agree with you. Thank no, you. No, I mean, they they are actual actually good musicians, and the things that they play are not you know just like a Peter Chris r- uh, drum drum riff. drumming. Right. There, there's better drumming going on right now on car steering wheels on the drive home <laughs> than on uh, any Kiss album with Peter Chris. Um, but yeah, so they're they're very good musicians. They're nice people. They're not like a bunch of assholes. Right. And they've, um, I think they've all been married, like they all have been married, I think, to their first wives. I think they're all still married, except for, for, Neil. for Neil, who had some tragedy in his life. Right. But had that tragedy not happened, I think that the same would be said for him. I think so, too. They, they seem like intelligent guys, too. You can't write these kind of lyrics without being intelligent. Right. and. And any of the music as well. I who, mean, who lets the drummer write the lyrics? What kind of what are they thinking? I never knew that. I always I always think the singer writes the lyrics, but not with Rush. Neil Peart, is it Peart? Peart or Peart? Peart. Peart. It's spelled like heart. Is it part? Is it Neil Part? Oh my god. Peart. You want to play music? I want to play music. All right, let's jump into this. Is 1974? How many years ago is that, Kyle? You're good with math. 33 years ago, 43 years ago, 
43 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Are they in the Rock and Roll of Fame? Yes, they are. Finally. Yeah, because Alex Lifeson gave the worst fucking oh. speech. Jesus. They get points deducted for that <laughs> blah, blah, blah <laughs> speech. He did it for like, like if he would have just done it for like 20 seconds, it would have been okay. But he did it for like six minutes. Dumb. So, so maybe he's not the maybe funny one. Maybe he's not the funny one. Except he is. Yeah, that was Except a, for that. That was a misstep. We've all done it. He clunked it up, as Pardo would say. Okay, the first album, simply called Rush. Great album cover. Great, great album logo. cover. Great logo. Does not feature Neil Peart. That's correct. It's Features John Rutsey. John Rutsey, who I think Rock and Peace. Very, yeah, Rock and Peace. John Rutsey. 2010, maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. I could look it up. Kyle could look it up. Uh, He's not doing you don't have to. I have to go through like 12 articles to even find his name. The, um, I can't believe this. He died in 2008. Old. 2008. You were close. So what's weird about this is uh, this John Rutsey, he leaves the band. Right. And, and, then they, they, and then they get this, they get the most amazing drummer in the world comes in <laughs> and he writes lyrics. So what would have happened to Rush had Neil Pert not come in? I don't know. I don't think they would be the Rush. No, as we I don't know think so now. either. They. It doesn't work without these three. These three. This is the, this is the, the these, these three pieces of the puzzle fit. Rush, 74, what's your song? My song is In the Mood. <laughs> you have the thing. I have the thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing was plugged into my computer. I like that very hot. What if, we, what if that's how we recorded all the songs? Oh, it just sounded like that. Horrible. Oh. Sound like some shit music podcast that's rated higher than us. Oh, hey, baby. <laughs> Full disclosure on this, I've never heard that song in my life. And here's the reason why. I don't own any of these early albums. I own everything. I own every single physical album from Permanent Waves to the present, but I don't own any of these Suzanne early albums. like you just shot her with an arrow. I know. So I only <laughs> you have... You are missing so I only much have songs that I have... Amazing music. Cherry pick. Well, look, here's what's going to... Kyle, what's going to happen next week? <laughs> when we're in San Francisco this weekend, you're going to go, hey, there's a record store. I'm going to see what kind of Rush albums they have. And, and I'll go buy gonna, them all. And then you're going to have to check a bag. Actually, I'm pretty sure that these first Rush albums are all on uh, Amazon for like $4.99. And I'll check that throughout the show, and I'll give you an update, just like we did with Cheap Trick. We must have sold many a Cheap Trick album during that show. All right, the only songs I've ever heard off this first Rush album are Working Man and the song I'm going to play, which is the most uh, famous song or most recognizable song from the first Rush album. This is Finding My Way. Yeah. 
I should give you an update right now on Amazon. This album, uh, remastered, sells on Amazon.com for three ninety nine. But if you, just, but if you pledge now, how much will you get it for? <laughs> Uh, it is currently in my cart. It's in my Amazon cart. I'm going to wait till the end of the show and then see how many CDs you'll, I, you'll have all of them. See how many CDs I buy before the end of the show. That's what we're going to do. Okay, you're up. Next album, John Rutsey, kicked to the curb. Later, Rutsey, get back in the rut. I heard that he was called. I heard they called him Futsy Rutsey because he was a little persnickety. Is that true? I doubt it. It's okay that I've been drinking gin all day, right? <laughs> Who produced that first Rush album? Let's find out. I'm going to tell you right now. Rush. <laughs> Rush did. How did they get... First of all, that's always amazing to me. How did the record label allow these three nudniks to produce their it's own album? Canada. Oh, and they're just nice up there. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, just lock up when you leave. If they wouldn't have done a good job, what would the members of Rush told the record company? Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, Fly By Night, they start to work with a guy named Terry Brown. I don't even know Terry Brown. I've only ever seen his name on Rush albums. So I don't know anything about him, Suzanne. But you can ramp up your next song from this album. Okay. So this, I think, is the first song that um, Neil actually wrote the lyrics to for the band. Um, And I picked Beneath, Between, and Behind. Never heard it. It just gets better and better. Never heard that song. I've heard Fly By Night. <laughs> I'm not going to play that song. This this album doesn't seem to be available on uh, Amazon. So now this this is where this drives me nuts now. Because now I'm going to be like on a fucking crazy search for it. I don't know why I can't find it on Amazon right now. I don't know why you can't either, but you need it. Yeah, this is nuts. Something's up. This is really good. Kyle, how crazy would this drive me? Oh, You'll be you'll be like if you ever if you ever heard of Amiibo or a CD trader or Freak Beat or go over there. <laughs> I like I like have, your impression of me. See if they have Fly By Night. If you ever heard of Amiibo, Freak Beat, <laughs> CD trader. Okay, I went with By Tour and the Snow Dog. Let's hear it. awesome is that it's so good that's a prog rocky title mm-hmm. by tour and the snow dog is by tour going to be in the new thor movie <laughs> i hope so i have no idea what that song's about 
Maybe you could give us a little. Uh, uh, there's no Wikipedia article, but no. there there are sections of the song, mm-hmm. and something about going to Hades and across oh the river sticks. River sticks. So we heard that part. So it's probably um, has something to do with the mythology. Is this about Lord of the Rings, like all those Led Zeppelin songs? Uh, sure. All right. See, we're moving and grooving through these. These albums are clicking by. We're we we only have eighteen more. Oh wait. <laughs> okay, now this album, uh, this next album, I don't know. I'm uh, I don't I don't even know if you're going to be able to play a song that I'm going to like off Caress of Steel. Russia's road oh. manager Howard yes. Ungerleiter. Okay, came up with the title at a party. There were two dogs at the party. One was a German Shepherd, and the other a tiny white nervous dog. Howard used to call the Shepherd Bitor because anyone that walked into the house was bitten. It's biter. <laughs> biter, okay. And the other dog was a snow dog, which was because it was white. All and right. That's what he would call the pair. And so these guys, these knuckleheads, say, hey, remember that thing that that, uh, that guy always says when we're at a party? Let's write a song about that. And it works. It did, it did work. <laughs> okay, Caress of Steel. Here's the problem with this album for me. It's, it's only got five songs on it. And one of the songs is that I think I'm going bald. I know. Which Siegel played as a, I think, as a Siegel stinkeroo. Yeah. So that leaves me with four songs. What's, I don't, I don't even know any of the title. I don't know any of this. I don't know what's going on with this album. What do you got for us? Okay. Well, Fountain of Lamneth, I think, takes up an entire side. Yeah. 19 minutes and 59 seconds. That's prog rock. But here's the thing. Most of the time, I can't take an eight minute song from a band, but I can listen to any Rush song that is. 18 minutes, 20 minutes, all of those. They're telling a great story okay. in there. They have so many different changes within it that it's it's not it's never boring. I feel like this album had to be one that didn't sell that well. It yeah. didn't, and this was the one where they were almost going to lose the record label. First album went gold, second album went platinum. Ooh. But they wanted to Caress do what steel. they wanted to do. Back down so to they gold. did this one, and this is also one Caress of the of albums. Gold steel. <laughs> yeah. I will say that they really, this is their second album in 75, two albums in 75. Well, this is the one that will, is the reason everybody says that girls don't like Rush. Okay, what are you playing for us? I'm actually playing Fountain of Lamneth. How did you pull 90 seconds out of a 19-minute song? Well, I have, I'm making him jump from one part to the other, just so you can hear the okay. change okay. in okay. it. And, right. and the times for that I will be jumping to are 40 seconds <laughs> and 2 minutes and 50. So not even touching still, that other. There's still because 16 have... minutes left. <laughs> I hope that 16 minutes is just a drum solo. Even if it was just a drum solo, yeah. it would be the greatest drum solo you've ever I heard. I might be the girl at this table tonight. You might be. All right. Yeah, okay. Let's hear, let's hear it. Look at me. I am young, sight unseen. Life unsung. Go ahead. And then just switch it over to where this is the same song. That's pretty great. Sunrise 
Mm, that's pretty yeah, great. It has enough changes that it wouldn't, it's not like a boring, like the same, like yeah. four notes over and over again. They're like, that's what I love about their, all their really long songs. Well, how is this album? Seriously? How is this? You, you have this whole album? I do. I, I, I have every one of their albums. All right. And I can, I like listening to this one. The, I think I'm going bald is the clunker of the album, but an album with five songs shouldn't have a clunker. That's okay, my problem. Well, it's four right. songs and an opus. I'm going to play the song. Like I said, I don't own these first, these first albums, but so I have to, I have to choose the song that is on whatever greatest hits package I own. And that is Bastille day. Let's hear Bastille Day. What is Bastille Day? Bastille Day is July 14th every year. Okay. It celebrates the uh, storming of Bastille or of the Bastille on July 14th, 1789, which was an important event event in the French Revolution. So this is a French holiday. Yeah, it uh in English speaking countries it, it is considered French National Day. Okay. But since they are from Canada, which speaks French, or predominantly French in parts of Canada, mm-hmm. Bastille Day. Here's what I'm going to do. This album is... Edit all of that out. This album is on sale. <laughs> Not on sale. This is how much it costs on Amazon. This album's $4.99. Now, that seems like it's a dollar too high considering that the first album is $3.99. But you know what I'm going to do? Clicking right now, add it to my cart. Because that song you played, I'm intrigued by this 19-minute song. Plus, it's a buck a song. Now, for 20 days in a row on, uh, on your album list, will it just all be Rush albums? No, but I have wanted to, like, there's been some days, because I'm, I'm listening to an album a day. I'm posting it on Facebook and uh, Twitter. It's fun. It's and easy. Instagram. I do that anyway. Are you doing it on Instagram? Yep. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. I listen to an album a day anyway. I think, isn't Lakeside Park on there, too, on that album? You should know that one. Side Park? Lakeside Park. Lakeside Park? I don't know. Let me find out. Hold on, Kyle. I'll look it up. You're too busy jagging off. <laughs> Caress of Steel. Let me see. I click on there. And we got Lakeside Park is there. Four minutes and ten seconds. It's a nice short song. Thank and, you, and The Necromancer is about, <clears throat> is from The Hobbit. See? <laughs> This might be their prog rock. Contains album. heavy influence it, from J.R.R. Tolkien's literary mythology. All right. You Su- might not like that one. Pseudonym used by Tolkien for the character of Sauron. Are you blah, blah, are you blah, saying blah, blah, that four ninety nine? I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't buy this uh, I think CD you for four ninety nine. Absolutely should. All right. I'm bummed that I can't find Fly by Night. Kyle, have you been to any record stores since we played the song from Fly by Night? <laughs> I have I have not. So I've not. I've You've not been here it. the whole time. I've been here the whole time. All right. Let's move on to and this is this this will shock people. 2112. I've never heard this album. Why are your eyes bulging out like that? I told you that I've never, I don't own these ones. I, I, I know, I'm pretty sure I've listened to 2112. This is like In a classic. Entirety. This is a classic. It is. And you're going to hate the song that I chose from it because. Why? Because I wanted to 
pick a song from 2112 or uh, pick a bit from 2112, but yeah. it's impossible. I can't get... Because it's that good? You can't... Do, yeah, it is. And you can't just take 30 seconds out of that song. All right. I, so I had to scrap the whole idea. And I believe me, I spent way too much time trying to find the right spot and it's not possible. All right. Let's see. I'm excited to hear what you got for well, me. Well, here's the... Here's, the song that I did pick is called Tears, and it's a ballad, but I only chose that because so many people are like, I don't like Rush. I don't like that voice. I can't mm-hmm. listen to it. Well, then listen to this. Here's his voice. What would touch me That's up, a beautiful voice. Up until this point, what, what's the best of the four Rush albums we've covered so far? What's the best one? You can only buy one. What can do you I, buy? You can only buy one? You can only have one of these. You're on a desert island. I'm going to call it's this... 2112. I'm going to call this desert island disc. Have you ever heard anything like that? But Did I coin that phrase? I think you did. I've never heard anything All like right. that. Never so out of these case. first four albums... Well, how about a movie? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? A movie? Like if you could only have a movie on the desert, what do you call that? Desert Island DVD? Maybe. Desert Island Laser Disc. That would be, that would probably be Castaway because I feel like that would be able to tell me ways to survive. Oh, okay. That's a good pick. I, de- I know you definitely need a volleyball for fucking. <laughs> Is that what you do? You put a hole in that ball? Yeah. Wilson. <laughs> Give it up, Wilson. All right. 2112. Here's what I took. I took this Temples of the Syrinx. Syrinx. How do you don't know that? I know weird things. It's All right. Probably, that's probably how it's The Temples of Syrinx because on one of the, it's Syrinx. She said it's Syrinx. You're oh, wrong. okay. Then correct. Because on one of the greatest hits packages, they have isolated this track. So you can, I know that on the album, it's a full album side of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> But when you do it like this, okay, Kyle, let's hear the song. Syrinx is a rare fluid-filled neurological cavity in the spinal cord. Oh, I put a bunch of that right in, Wilson. <laughs> the story of this what is 2112 what is the story of this they took that one from what the fountainhead i think from ayn rand are all these first albums are they all uh, concept <laughs> albums these first albums i have a better idea or a better question is everything pretentious taken from ayn rand <laughs> the fountainhead <laughs> i feel like these earlier albums are are, are all uh concept albums do you want to hear the concept and storyline of 2112? I would love it. 
in the year 2062. Wait a minute. Why isn't the album called 2062? <laughs> uh, a galaxy-wide war resulted in the union of all planets under the rule, rule of the Red Star of the Solar Federation. And by 20, 2112, the world is controlled by the priests of the Temple of Syrinx who control... Syrinx. Syrinx, whatever, who control every facet of life. It's made up. It's like Scientology at a song. Uh... Pierter, Perter, however we're pronouncing that, credits the genius of Ayn Rand in the liner notes. Now, in 2062, I'll be 97. You think you'll make it to 2112? <laughs> I don't think I'll make it to 2112. I'm going to try to make it to 2062 so that I can warn them. Because <laughs> now that I know the story. <laughs> uh, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I just went to Amazon, still on Amazon.com. How much do you think 2112 is? Remastered. Remastered? Okay. Yeah. Four ninety nine. These are all remastered, by the way. I don't buy anything but. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a little more expensive because it's a it's a named one. So I'm gonna say it's five ninety nine. Okay. What are you gonna say, Suzanne? It's four ninety nine. You know what? Wrong and wrong. <laughs> Three ninety nine. Oh. Look at this. Add to the cart. Now look, if people don't believe I'm doing this, I'm gonna tell you right now. When this package comes in the mail, I'm going to pop open that Amazon envelope. I'm going to throw these all out. And I'm going to take a picture of it and plaster it everywhere <laughs> to prove that I bought these. I'm not joking. Right now, I've got three items in my cart. We're at how much do you think we're up to now? Uh, uh, it's without tax and shipping. Quick, quick math. You'd probably be four, four, three dollars. Uh, you'd be about eighteen dollars. I've only bought three of the four. Oh, the the one, wasn't, one wasn't available. Oh, that's right. Uh, so $15. What do you think? Higher or lower than that? Lower. It's twelve ninety-seven. dollars <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's a lot of great music for twelve ninety-seven. I stand so by you're my... you're getting a deal. I stand by my choices. Okay, let's move on to... I still have not found Fly By Night. I don't know what's going on. I can't find it anymore. You're looking for it also. I've been looking. I've been just going to place to place. Is that why you're not songs. paying attention to what yeah. we're doing? yeah. Okay, now this next one, I, I don't know anything about this one. This is from 1977. Uh, this is a short album, 37 minutes. This is a farewell to Kings. But only one song. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I remember seeing, I would see this in the album racks constantly when I was a teenager. And I, I don't know anything, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to... What's up with this? I, I don't know what's up with it, no, but right. I'm going to play, um, or have Kyle play Cinderella Man. Okay, I like that song. That's a good song. It's a great song. Now I'm going to play the song that I know off of this. And this is Closer to the Heart. This is a great song. And the men who hold high places Must be the ones who start To mold a new reality Closer to the heart Closer to the heart Blacksmith 
Now, I'm reading here on Wikipedia. It says, in 2016, the comedy rock band Ninja Sex Party. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that's a fucking piece of shit. This, whatever this is, this Ninja Sex Party is a piece of shit. I can tell you already. Well, they, they, were in an, they were in another article on 2112. They have a song called 6969. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Normally, I would up top my brother twice, but I can't do it. This is, they released a cover of a song called Madrigal, which is, on, uh, which is on A Farewell to Kings. Are you looking that up, their cover of it? <laughs> yeah. The, just by reading, just the name, Ninja Sex Party, makes me love Steel Panther. <laughs> and I hate Steel Panther. I hate Steel they Panther. Suck. The worst. Yeah. Did you find this? Yeah. You going to play it? To slay with pen or sword, I grow weary. What I thought it would sound like. Well, because they're a comedy rock band. This isn't funny. And it's not good. What are they doing? I don't know. One guy's dressed as a ninja. The other guy's dressed like Nacho Libre. Oh, so the, is is this a video? Nope. It's just a picture. Of just a picture of the band. Yeah. Turn this shit off. Yeah. That's bullshit. Should we jump ahead? I wonder if they get crazier. Nope. Well, I mean. A comedy rock band, if you're just doing a cover song, don't you have to do something funny with it? Like play a ukulele or something? something Sing it falsetto. Be a slide whistle in there? Awful. That was bad. I don't like it. I'm mad. But let me tell you something. This album, Farewell to Kings, is on Amazon right now. <laughs> now, is this a good album? Do you only do this with my episodes? Because I don't recall you doing it on other ones. No, no. but I don't own these albums, so it's a good... Uh, for the Cheap Trick episode, I wanted people to know what a value they could get. Well, it looks like this one's a value, too. So do you like this album? Is this a good album? Yeah. Um, I would say it's one of the ones that I don't listen to as often, though. Oh, boy. What does that mean? You listen to that, uh, you listen to that one? There are, there are some other albums that are... You know how you have mental patient mm -hmm. songs or yeah. whatever you yeah. call them? I have mental patient albums. albums. Okay. And I get stuck on those. But here's Farewell the, to Kings is, um, I mean, I'll listen to it straight through when I do. All right. Well, here's the deal. Is it worth three ninety nine? It's well worth three ninety nine. Okay, good because it's four ninety nine. Is it worth four ninety nine? <laughs> it is worth four ninety nine. Okay, I'm gonna pull this one. I'm nervous. I'm gonna pull the trigger on it. I, I bought that closer to the heart. That's got the bald song on it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hemispheres. Now this guy's this this guy's got a nice ass here on this cover. This I call this the ass album because there's a guy's naked ass on this album. Yeah, right? he's pointing at John Cleese. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's looks like the guy from the Ministry of Silly Walks. Here's a hat, that umbrella. Oh no, you have to. You, you have to be. Are you kidding me that this album is not available either? Oh, looks like I would have some work uh, to do. Kyle, have you been to CD Trader or <laughs> Flipside or? Knuckle Fucks. Have you been to any of those record stores? <laughs> you know what, Knuckle Fucks, they did have an import, but it was pretty <laughs> expensive. expensive. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for saving me money. And I said, hey, can I see that? And they said, it's an import. Okay, Hemispheres. <laughs> is this a good album? This is a great album. You know that. I don't know. I don't know anything. I know that he's, he's walking on a brain there, isn't he? They have a sequel to Cygnus X1 book, uh, book one. <laughs> 
Oh that yeah, I see what you're. I see what you're talking about. We got a whole album side here that's 18 minutes. This I, I think these 18 minute album sides. This is why people consider them prog rock. I think this is only four songs. <laughs> yeah, and I can't even buy it. <laughs> it's only four songs. They won't sell it to. Are me. you sure they're not giving it to you? Are they giving it away? They're not giving it away. They're not doing anything. Let me tell you my total right now. Let me look at my cart. This is fun for people. <laughs> Where the price is right, but only with Rush Hour. $17.96. And right now I got to proceed to check out. And I'll tell you why. Because from now on, I own everything. Placing my order. $19.54. That's with, uh, that's with shipping. With taxes at twenty one. Oh, but look at this. I've got points on my Amazon reward card. I got $4.50. I got to tell you, the, the, <gasps> not to plug it, but the Amazon reward card is one of the best things. It's the best. Because I'm going to tell you, I just got these four albums for $14.94. Order placed. Because I, I don't even buy a whole like a whole lot on Amazon, but my points just accumulate because yeah. if it's things that are on sale or whatever, sometimes you get 5% back, sometimes you get three well, points per dollar. I know you're big great. into the sex toys, and those uh, those, those can add up. The points can all, add up on those. Yeah, you know your lube, <laughs> your your flavored lube. All right. No one, no one uses that. <laughs> <laughs> Hemispheres. What do you got for us? Okay, I have um, La Via Strangiato, which is an instrumental. It's my favorite Italian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they make a chicken parm there that is terrific. <laughs> air drumming like you were trying to catch a fly. <laughs> I know, but that's how good he is and how good I am. <laughs> that song has 12 parts, and I got to tell you, parts 5 and 10, a little scary because they're both called monsters. With with a with an exclamation point. Which means monsters. Yeah. <laughs> monsters oh, repeat. Oh, and then the ghost of Aragon. Mm. Do you have the time on like how long that song is? Nine minutes and 35 seconds. And you don't get bored for it, nine minutes and 35 it, seconds. The, no lyrics. Would that be a good treadmill song? <laughs> In bread. Yes. Would it, I be running my ass off? Yes. Would my ass look like the guy on the Hemispheres cover <laughs> if I ran? Um, so in parentheses after the title of the song, it's an exercise in self-indulgence. <laughs> hmm. I like that. I like that. They're making fun of themselves. <laughs> They're funny guys. All right. I picked the song. About the, about the trees. It's called The Trees. Seagull loves this.
Now, it says here on Wikipedia that this is about the Lorax. (laughs) Am I wrong, though? Can you not... When you're listening to that, are you hearing all three instruments yes. at the exact same I time? I agree with you. You're I just I don't I don't I just don't feel that these first albums are as accessible to the public as what we're going to hear in a minute. Because they're not they don't take the time to listen to them. What I'm I saying think, is to begin with. the albums from now that the next album we're going to start with I are, agree. They're, they're the albums for dumb people. I I will say if if, if you did if you'd ask me what album closer to the heart was from, I would probably say like Permanent waves, moving pictures, signals, because it sounds like yeah, that's kind of that's a very accessible song. But. These are very these are very jam oriented albums. These earlier albums. I know, but I'm not saying they're jams. not good. I know. No, I just bought four but of them. But I also, when you say the, the rest of these albums now coming up, if these if you listen to the lyrics of these, mm-hmm. they're so good. No, I agree. all of these ones that are coming up because they're even when they're you know. The beginning albums, there are a lot of stories mm-hmm. that they're telling. Yeah. So now you're going to get into lyrics that are talking about Neil Peart's emotions and things that are yeah. going on and, and the things he's feeling. And they're amazing. The The albums that happen now, the songs are more traditional in length. Right. You know what I mean? Well, they, I mean, if, if like the ones that you played that you've heard from those yeah. previous albums, those are... Yeah, those are the ones that uh, if they sent it to uh, yeah they got radio rock, play. yeah right. radio they would be like well, well we can't play this twenty minutes on right it. well my 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 playlist for these earlier albums were basically the songs that we all know now as we move forward now I think I'm I'm going to be now playing songs that are some deeper cuts and so and I'm pick and I'm not so I'm going and I'm lightening it up to oh. go back to songs that people do know okay cool. So, uh, where are we? Permanent Waves? Permanent Waves. This is, I love this album cover because you can see that lady's panties. See? I remember as a kid, and when I say a kid, I was uh, 16, and there's uh, obviously been a tornado, right, in that picture? Uh, I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it up. Look at it. Look at it. Been a tornado. Tornado kicked that lady's oh, dress up. Oh, yeah. Kicked that lady's dress up a little bit. You get a little panty action. Sorry, Suzanne. You know how I talk. <laughs> So what do you got for us off of Permanent Waves? No, you can pick any song off of here. It's 10 out of 10. Oh, it's a, a Tate out of Tate? It's a Tate. Um, All right. I went with Spirit of Radio because this song, just immediately when you hear it start playing, you... It is it is maybe in my top five favorite Rush songs. Right? Because this guitar is insane. Uh, when they play it live, it's it's just everyone is like, yes, and it just makes you happy. It just feels it's like a, a happy. Song. This feels like a song, song that they can't not play. They have to play Spirited Radio. Let's hear it.
this was probably the era of Rush where I really started to be like, what the, hey, what, what is this? Oh, that little part there. Ding, 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 ding. That's my favorite Rush song. That's far. your favorite Rush song? Yeah. That's Without great. a doubt. Yeah. All right. I'm playing the other really super popular song from this album. Uh, just because I love the lyric, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And that's uh, that's the people that uh, decided not to vote for Hillary. Uh, free will, please. Free will. Enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts. So good. I will choose free will. Isn't that what uh, Mel Gibson says at, in the end of Braveheart? <laughs> I will choose free will. And then they, uh, well, and then, he, and then he yells at some <laughs> non-white people. <laughs> no, Kyle, that's not true, is it? I don't know. Probably. All right, He's let's racist. move on. Let's move on to probably of this era. This is probably like their number one album. Like I think 2112 from the other era is, right. the, is the biggest and then moving pictures. And this is, I'm just saying this, I don't know if it's true. This album cover is like right on the cusp of being a, uh, an Aerosmith album cover. <laughs> like if the dog's leg was lifted, you're on the wrong, it was like, you're on the wrong album. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. We're, that's that's a- one later. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Moving pictures. So, by the way, uh, 2112 sold 2 million copies, and Moving Pictures sells 4 million copies. And the re- I'll tell you what, the, the main reason for me that I think this album sold so many copies, and uh, Christy Stratton and I are planning on doing an episode about perfect album sides, and this is without a doubt a perfect album side. Side one, Tom Sawyer, Red Barchetta, YYZ, or however people say, YYZ, whatever they say, fuck you. <laughs> what i say and then limelight i mean that is that's perfect perfect album side not a bad track there i agree with you and that's why i picked limelight from this let's hear it let's do it Get on with the fascination. Believe 
So quick update. I just got an email from Amazon. I thought you were going to say from Stephen Piercy. <laughs> Stephen Piercy, uh, Stephen Piercy from Rat uh, did not show up tonight, but um, we wish him well. Was he uh, going to come do the Rush show? Was he going to bring some Rush songs? He was going to be our intern uh, for pizza. He'll work for pizza. Um, my Rush CDs will be delivered uh, Monday. Mm. That's These were all prime. Uh. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. No, they should be coming Friday. They probably At will the come. Latest. They probably will come Friday. Sometimes they do this. A sneaky Pete is what I call it. That's now on Amazon. <laughs> oh, the Sneaky Pete is on Amazon. That's why they do it. That's where they came from. That's yeah. where that came from. It's a Giovanni Ribisi pops up and like laughs. All right, play play my song off of Moving Pictures. This is an amazing song. I think you're gonna like this, Suzanne. I started it at the beginning though. So we're playing. We played the same song from Moving Pictures. It's a great song. So good. This was. This is one of my top rush songs too. Yeah. This is right up there with Spirits of the Radio. Now you know when they re- record these albums, it's ba- it's just the three guys. Once in a while, they'll have like an, one additional guy doing a little synthesizer somewhere. But for the most part, it's all these. It's these three guys are doing all this music. It's incredible. Overachievers. I don't know of any other band that can do that. Also, when you go see them or live, does do that. When you go see them live, unless there's uh, seventeen guys under the stage that we don't see, it's just those three guys on stage. It is. Getty's playing bass. No, they don't. And they don't have anybody else play. No, that's what's really cool to me. Even Green Day, they go out, they bring an extra guitar player. Fucking jerks. Green Day. What's his name? Fuckface Joe. <laughs> Look how punk we are. We bring an extra guy. We can't actually do what we do on record. They have too much eyeliner. They have to get another guy to come in. Yeah. Use it all up. What's that guy? Do we got Trey Cole and then the new guy, Foursquare? Is that what that guy is? Worst. They have to Worst be. Rush has to be the best live band I've seen. Rush is pretty great. And I, I've said this before on the show. The reason that Rush is great is when they go out and play now... Even if Getty can't hit the, the high notes sometimes, the music, they're still playing it hard and fast, maybe even faster yeah, than yeah. on the records. Yeah, Some bands slow down. They didn't slow down. No, and their sets are, they play like a three-hour show, they but play, they're not, yeah. that's why they're also not and, touring anymore. And it's also, if you go, and you're, even if you're just a casual fan, you'll know like 80% of yeah, the songs. Yeah, even, even if you don't know them by the title, you go, oh, I know this song. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that song. And even if you don't know the song, it's still great. Still great. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you go, what is this song? And then someone behind you go, that's Andre New. And you go, oh, <laughs> Jesus, back off, idiot. Um, they, this is the first time they play Xanadu on the tour. <laughs> it's the first show of the tour, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> haven't played it in four years. I've got all my set lists with me in a binder. Okay. Flipping through. Enjoy the show and leave me alone. I hope it doesn't go past 11. My mom's picking me up. This isn't, the, this isn't, a, this isn't an online forum. Uh, now, do you think Rush is finished recording albums? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they're finished recording I don't think, so. I, think they'll, I think they will do another they're finished touring, I think, 
but I do not think they're finished doing shows. I don't know. I really don't. Like, I could see them, like, we're going to do three shows in Los Angeles, three shows in New York, and three shows in Chicago. They could do something like that. I could even see them maybe doing a residency for a couple of weeks in Vegas. I know, but the thing is, is that they don't want to play short. They don't have to. A short set. I think with Neil, I think it's it's playing that long set every night for 150 nights. I think that's the problem. And the travel, then add in the travel. Yeah, he, he does not like the travel. So I think if you could get this guy to fly in to, uh, you know, and play three nights at the Forum, he would be down for that. I thought he didn't fly. Doesn't he? I don't know. I could be made, totally making Are that You're making a lot of things up tonight. I don't know. I mean, he, but I know that he basically rides his motorcycle, he, yeah. or at least he used to, between shows. Well, rev it up and get here. <laughs> I, I, think they, I think they might do shows in L.A. I mean, he lives here. Neil Peart lives here? I believe so. Why isn't he here tonight? <laughs> I thought they all lived in Canada still. No. No? All right. Let's move on to an album. Kyle, now I like this album cover. What do you like about no, I, this album cover? I, 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 I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it's on the it's on right on the cusp of being an Aerosmith album cover. Like if the if the dog's leg was lifted and it was about <laughs> to mm-hmm. pee on there, yeah, Aerosmith cover, one hundred percent. Yeah, and it, what would it what would it be, what what would the stupid Aerosmith uh, leaks <laughs> or something or like some stupid? <laughs> it's like almost a joke, but yeah, not even not li- like literally the first thing you would think oh, of. Like oh, it God. looks like he's about to take a, a leak or like a yeah. whiz. The whiz. <laughs> Stupid. Now, Rush, <laughs> I always think of that logo on the first Rush album as their logo. Yeah, but that's... But they really, they have like a bunch of logos, it seems. Like yeah, every album has a logo. They kind of have like the, the written... Yeah. Like that like uh, calligraphy type, and they kind of have that like nice like wizardy type face. Yeah, and then this, this even the even the font on Signal seems to be a one that they, they use from yeah. time to time. I like the. I still like count that first rush as like that's their logo. That's their like, logo. That's kind of like on all, all the shirts for and, the most and part. And yet, if they would have used that logo on these other album covers, it would have been out of place. Yeah, it seems weird. It does seem weird. Kiss didn't care. They're like, put our <laughs> shit logo on any cover. We don't care if it's out of place. That's our logo. Yeah, Ace drew that, and then we gave it. Uh, then then Paul and I came in and we cleaned it up, and that's our logo. Yeah. So. So Paul and I created it. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Ace did. Uh, go ahead, Suzanne. What do you got for us from Signals? I picked this song because I don't, I think now it's so appropriate <laughs> for what's going on okay. in this country. But I picked the weapon. Wow. Against them. He's not afraid of your judgment. He knows the world must bend your head. Well, he's a little bit afraid of God. 
like spacey yeah. sounding. Here's what I'm confused about. Now, that song is called uh, The Weapon, part two of Fear. Part three of Fear was on the previous album. You know what I mean? And am I supposed to put these all together in a row and listen to them He's in a row? You're supposed to not be afraid, man. You know what I mean? Are they fucking with me? <laughs> what are they doing? I don't even know anything about that. So. Well, that's what it says, part two of Fear. But part three of Fear was on the previous album. I'm all confused. I might have to put these all together and make my own Fear album. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the song I picked. Song I picked. I know I've played it on this show a million times, and it's my favorite Rush song. And sometimes it's not in the set list, and when it's not, I'm a little bummed. Get a little, get a little upset. Yeah, let's hear subdivisions. Could you ask that guy with the binder how many times they played it. Mm, it's play not it being played tonight. I can tell you that, sir. It's a third Wednesday. They're not playing it. Anytime Red Sector A is in the set list, Subdivisions is not. This is the crazy drumming on that. All right, I got info on Fear. Okay, tell me. Fear is a set of four songs by the band Rush. The composition consists of part one, The Enemy Within, from 1984's Grace Under Pressure, part two, The Weapon, from 82's Signals, part three, Witch Hunt, from 81's Moving Pictures, and part four, Freeze, from 2002's Vapor Trails. Parts one, two, and three were released in reverse (laughs) order, while part four was released a little more than 18 years after part one. The songs do not follow a set storyline. Instead, they deal with topics relating to the emotion of uh, fear. I don't buy any of this. This is some... No, there's a reason they did it like that, Kyle. crazy Kyle. fan making Wikipedia things. Kyle, and there's a reason that they did it like that. If you listen to it backwards and then forwards, you'll know why. <laughs> uh, let me give you the... They run. only ever play two of the fear parts. Never four in a set. They're afraid if they play all four <laughs> together that the end of the world will occur. It's very much like saying a Bloody Mary three times. They're released like in the same order as like Star Wars movies. <laughs> Let me give you the rundown here. Uh, Rush, an album in 74, two in 75, one in 76, 77, 78. I think a live album in 79, then 80, 81, and we are at 82 with Signals. So they're, they're touring and recording nonstop. I can't believe Neil Peart didn't want to quit then. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just like nonstop. And these albums uh, have all been produced by Rush with a guy named Terry Brown. And then in 1984, some new guy comes in to help to produce uh, a guy named... Jerry (laughs) Black. Bob Terwilliker. A guy named Peter Henderson. I don't know that name. I don't know that name and I don't know who that guy is. Maybe it was a roadie, a sound guy. I don't know. I don't know either. But he co-produces this album called Grace Under Pressure. And what do you got for us, Suzanne? Uh, I got After Image.
they they moved on from Terry Brown because they were unhappy with the sound of the Signals album. Hmm, I like the Signals album. I like it too. They worked with them for all those years, and then finally they go, <laughs> "Yeah, we didn't like that last one." Yeah, you know what? You're one for nine. You're, I mean, you're eight for nine. Out of here. Suck it. All right. Uh, and I think that was a hugely popular album, Signals. Yeah, I don't know if I like the sound on Grace Under Pressure, to be honest. I do. I think even though they put all that synthesizer in, yeah. I still think it worked. Well, let's hear uh, a song I, I threw out there by accident. Oh, they, oh sorry. Whoa, 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 Peter, hey. Peter Henderson previously worked with Supertramp, Wings, Frank Zappa, and King Crimson. Never none heard, of those fit. N- <laughs> never, heard, never heard of any of those. Let's hear uh, Red Sector A. Yep, they're not playing subdivisions tonight. Love it. Love Red Sector A. I like Distant Early Warning, too. I was joking when I said I didn't like the sound of this album. I do like it. But they must not have liked it because then they didn't work with the guy again. They never worked with him again. It was the only one? And he was never heard from (laughs) again. Peter Henderson fell down a well. (laughs) Rush continued to move on without him. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have a birth certificate. Doesn't have a passport. It was, it was just Terry Brown in a disguise. He's like, I'll show them a shitty sound. He came in with a mustache and a top hat. He goes, hello, I'm Peter Henderson. And I'd like to twiddle your knobs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's it move seems, on seems, to... Seems accurate. Also, I want to say, I, I meant to say with, with uh, moving pictures, that's when they started to do videos, and that's when people who had never seen the band before could turn on MTV and go, oh, <laughs> ooh, boy, ooh, I think that one guy has a tail. That one man wearing a witch mask. Mm. <laughs> Why is he I, wearing those big glasses? I'm not going to listen to this kind of talk. Geddy Lee looks better now than he looked then. I like the way he looks, and I think he has the greatest head of hair in rock and roll. Well, he does, but do you like when he would wear those big glasses? Oh, the big giant ones? Yeah, the big glasses. <laughs> Back in the 70s? Yes. Oh, oh well. no. Here's a picture of him with a cat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like yeah. my mom's glasses. <laughs> I love everything about uh, him. Yeah, the, yeah, these everything. are good. <laughs> He's just a lens crafter. Except yeah, those glasses. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Those, did, are, did they only have, those are just to try the lenses. Do they only have two yeah, yeah, pairs to choose from? This one? This is fun for the this listener. One? We're looking at photos of Rush. <laughs> this one? This would be the part of the show this. where just listen, look yeah. at photos. Go to Google. <laughs> Google uh, big glasses. Yeah, that's when I said he had a tail. <laughs> he had a ponytail. <laughs> That looks like that looks like looks, looks like, like something that's high still photo. It looks like something that's still in like a, a Macy's photo like portrait studio well, yeah, his up hair, on the wall. His hair is like his, he's wearing his hair like he's in the production of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to Power Windows, and this is co-produced by a guy named Peter Collins. Peter Collins worked with uh, 
Gary Moore, Billy Squire, Air Supply, Alice Cooper. Lots of people. I hear all those other bands. Like, there's no band like Rush. Like, I, I hear all those other bands he worked with, and, and you go, that's not Rush. Alice Cooper's not Rush. There's Billy no Squire's band not that, Rush. Was, that sounds like these guys. None. That's true. You're on to something, Suzanne. I am on to something. That's why you're here. More people need to be on board. Ladies. What do you got from Power Windows? Marathon. She doesn't even... No hesitation. <laughs> They have very cool artwork for most yeah. of their album covers. Yeah, they do. Now, that that album sounds uh, sonically better than Grace Under Pressure. What do you think? I would agree. Thoughts? I like this Peter a little better. Peter like Collins? Peter. He's worked with Alice Cooper and Billy Squire, <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and he worked like, with Super Tramp Wings. and Rush keeps it tight, too, in these albums. It's like eight songs. I want You need to put that song on your um, treadmill list. Marathon. That last one, marathon. Well, he's not marathon. running a marathon. He's just running. Yeah, I'm like just a, running. Like a mile, two miles. I'll put that one on and <laughs> that know, 19 minute on. one on. That's my whole workout. Put it on. <laughs> it's a two two rush songs, and I, I know, but that's a really good running song. That is a good running song. It's about running. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the Manhattan. Is it Project. running running to something or running from something? <laughs> I don't like this puzzle. <laughs> I picked the Manhattan Project. Oh, that's a great show. Yep. I had never watched it. It's, oh. a, it's actually about the Manhattan Project. Of course it is, Kyle. There's <laughs> it's no, right in the title. There's no hidden <laughs> mysteries to this song. Marathon's about running. Red Sector A's about the sector letter A. Don't go there. It's red. While nuclear warfare may be seen as the ultimate pinnacle of human fear, uh, Neil Peart did not include this as being part of the fear series. Hmm, Interesting. You know, when I burn my own CD, though, I do include it. I call it part five, uh, Chet's Anguish. That's what I call it. Oh, Chet's Anguish? Yes, I'm Chet, and I'm, I have anguish. So they work with Peter Collins, and then they move on to Hold Your Fire, and they're going to continue to work with Peter Collins. Let me tell you something about this album. Well, I'll wait till you play your song. Is his brother Tom Collins? <laughs> no. 
This, this I, has 10, 10 songs on this album. This is one of my favorite Rush songs. What is I, it? I just like the sentiment of it. What um, is it? Time Stands Still. Now, let me tell you something about this song. <laughs> Amy Mann I know. does guest vocals on here. I know. Every time they played in L.A. and I'd see them... Why is it Amy, Amy Mann know. never she's, leaves the city? She's, she's down at Largo. I've been to the Magic <laughs> Castle five times. Four times I saw her and Michael Penn there. I'm not lying. They were there. They must go every night. They must love magic. I don't know why she's never sang with them. I will say this is one of their best songs. Horrible video. Yeah, she's like floating around. They're, or they're all floating, floating around. around and it's awful to watch. Yeah. And then you see Rush go, huh. And then you see Amy Mann, you go, hey. <laughs> Time stands still. See, why is Getty Lee on here twice? Close my eyes, let my defenses down. Always wounds that I can't get around. great song everything is perfect in that song mm, it is mm, amy man no she's great it's fantastic i would like to know how they got together with her i don't know that story kyle kyle, kyle i said i'd like to know how they no you don't have to say i'm sure they were just floating around and floating she was around, there they too, floated and into each other they're like hey what are you doing here all right, my song off of, what do, I, what do I think of this album cover? It's simple, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I do like it. They got some good graphic designers over there at uh, Club Rush. Let's hear Mission. Uh, one second. Yeah, what do you mean one second? It's right on my playlist. Uh, this song is where the title of the album came from. This kicks right in. That bass? Oh, we both looked at each other and said that bass. You're going to be a little upset when I read this uh, what are you info read? about Amy Mann. Okay. 
Uh, just so just brace yourself. Uh, she was cleaning the recording <laughs> studio. No. Uh, Alex said that the band thought a female singer would suit the song, and initially they hoped for Cindy Lauper. Yeah, I don't think that would have been right at all. And then later approached Chrissy Hind because we thought she'd be perfect, but she was unavailable at the time. They called band to be featured and paid her $2,000 to sing in the song. Why does it say they paid her two thousand dollars? Why do we need to know what her pay was? (laughs) I don't know. That was a funny detail. That's weird that they. <laughs> where are you reading that? It's all it's all Wikipedia, but it has like an annotation to an interview with Amy Mann for the AV mm. Club about it. If you want to get your uh, your correct Russia details, uh, go to my website Russiapedia. Well, I think that guy. I think that guy wrote the first part of this paragraph because it says <laughs> it is played in the key of E major at a moderately fast <laughs> rock tempo. The song starts in seven four time signature before going to common time by the first verse. <laughs> Only the band like Rush could do that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Presto. Presto. I like this album cover. It's got the all the bunnies on it. It's like uh, a children's album. Mm-hmm. It's got bunnies. I love the pet the bunny, George. George, can if I pet were, the bunny? If it were uh if it were an Aerosmith album, they'd all be like fucking <laughs> two bunnies on the mountain and then like And a the bunch. album would be called Like Bunnies. <laughs> Multiplied. Like bunnies, like, like bunnies. rabbits. Oh yeah, like doing it like rabbits. Yeah, yeah. like ra- like rabbits. <laughs> Bullshit. All right, they use Peter Collins. Uh, no, they don't. Sorry, check that. They move on to a guy named Rupert Hine. Let me tell you what this guy's done. Let me tell you what he's produced. Holy Jewelikers! <laughs> he's worked with uh, Tina Turner, Stevie Nicks, The Fix, Bob Geldof. None of these are like Rush bands. I don't know how they how they get working. Uh, Krista Berg. Howard Jones. How do they get this guy? Do you think maybe they'd see it as like a challenge? Like they've never, oh, we've never worked, I've never worked with someone like this. I'd like to do that. They go, call Rupert Hine. He's only produced bands that suck. (laughs) Let's see if he can produce a good band. That's probably what they said, right? All right. What do you got for us from Presto? Red Tide. Very slick production on that. This yeah, Rupert Hine. Rupert's not fucking around Rupert with brings. the production. I went with a song called The Pass. That was the first one I picked, and then I, I switched them out today. Okay. That's a great song. It is a great song. Static on your frequency, 
see why you both picked picked that or you picked that initially. Cause mm-hmm. It does sound a little Robert Zander-ish on that. Ooh. Interesting. That's very interesting. Like it's kind of like in that register. It's not like that Getty Lee. And the the single off of this there's album, a, he has. There is a lot of there are a lot of songs where his voice isn't that voice that everybody thinks yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. And the big the big uh, I think the single off this was Show Don't Tell. I, I love Presto though, but I don't know which one do you like better? Do you like Presto or Hold Your Fire? Can you choose? No, not between those two. It's tough. Yeah. But I think the next one I like better than the other two. Agree. <gasps> I do too. Let's reach over and pretend like we're shaking hands in agreement. That's not the hand you shake with. <laughs> Why would what you shake you with the same hand? You're not a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on this hand because I'm cold. Are you, oh, I can turn the heat on and then it'll fuck up the audio. <laughs> okay. Okay, shake. All right. This album is the 14th studio album by the Canadian rock band known as Rush. That's who we're talking about tonight. This is from 1991. <laughs> this brings them into the 90s with Roll the Bones. I love this album cover. I do too. I love it. The kid's kicking a skull. Badass kid. And then it's, it's all the... It's all, dice, right? It's yeah. dice. Hey! <laughs> I knew it was coming. It's my favorite. <laughs> so what do you got for us from Roll the Bones? This is a 10 out of 10 album, right? This is a pretty much 10 out of yeah, 10. This album is. kicks ass. Um, I chose Bravado, which is my favorite song off that album. All right, let's hear it. When the dust has cleared Sounds like you too there. That guitar. All right. Now let's play uh let's play the song I picked. When the dust has we cued it to the same part too, didn't we? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Bravado. Right? And what's crazy is it's it's a great song, but I mean there's Dreamline. And roll the bones and ghost of a chance and the whole yeah it's a ten out of ten it's hard to pick but that one was a little easier for me because that is my favorite song off of that album that's a great tune I'm surprised no one picked where's my thing part four of the gangster boats trilogy (laughs) 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 yeah that's that's a thing that's 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 what it is yeah. They do that just for they're they're just they're doing that just to know humorously subtitled yeah. It is. You're right. <laughs> this was produced with that Rupert Hine again. They w- went back to that guy. They performed it on the Roll the Bones tour, but it did not appear in concert until the 2012 Clockwork Angels tour with an added drum solo. <laughs> the song, this version was titled, Where's My Thing? Here It Is. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Uh, that guy's that guy's gonna be googling Rush, and he's gonna find this. And he's gonna be like, they're reading all my Wikipedia stuff. 
I told them that they couldn't use it without my permission, but they're talking about Rush, so I give them my permission. <laughs> I said, Wikipedia, although a free utility. <laughs> now, I'm calling an audible on this next album because I picked two songs off of it. Doesn't mean it's my favorite. I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't pick one. I had a trouble with this one, too, yeah. and in fact switched my songs out at the last minute. They go back to working with Peter Collins on this one. Good old Peter. Peter Collins. Uh, I like this album cover, too. Do you like this album cover, Counterparts? Yeah, also very, very close to being a... Uh, very close to being a, an Aerosmith album cover. Yeah, this, if this was an Aerosmith album cover, the, the album would be called Screw You. <laughs> Screwed or Screw <laughs> or You. Screw It. Yeah. Yeah. Screw Fucking. It. That's what it would be. Screw God, It. What happened to Aerosmith, man? I am so pissed off. <laughs> I'm so bummed. My album of the day today was Night in the Ruts. Hashtag right in the nuts. <laughs> and uh, I just, man, when Aerosmith is, is good, they are great. And when Aerosmith is bad, they are poor. What? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. What are you cornbread. <laughs> Jesus. Eating too much cornbread. Okay, what do you got, Suzanne, so off, of, uh, off of Counterparts? Uh, I went with Cut to the Chase. Can't stop moving. great they're slowing down a little uh, as far as their output goes though because they roll the bones is 91 this is 93 the album after that's 96 so they're taking a little bit more time because they're getting older right kids are probably they were probably negligent fathers for all those years so now they're trying to make up for it that's what they do these guys all right here's the songs i picked i picked the first one is the opening track on the album, it just kicks ass. It's Animate. And I didn't want to not play this song because it's uh, it's, it's just so good. Nobody's Hero. It's a song that uh, Neil Peart wrote about a friend of his who uh, had an AIDS-related death. Guy was uh, homosexual. But um, I don't know. It seems like different subject matter than some other things, you know, we've heard from Rush. Although they are always talking about serious stuff while they're rocking. But I really like this song, Nobody's Hero. I knew he was different in his sexuality I 
went to his parties as a straight minority It never seemed a threat to my masculinity He only introduced me to a wider reality As the years went by, we drifted apart When I heard that he was gone, I felt the shadow cross my heart But he's nobody's hero Love it. Yes, sir. The first stanza is about um, his friend named Ellis who died of AIDS, but then the second one is about a a young girl who was murdered in Peart's hometown. Dark subject matter. And then they went on tour. So, (laughs) where were you the night of? Oh, I was banging the drums for five hours. The girl How'd you cut yourself on a gong. On the gong. The girl, but the girl has indentations in her head that are the size of seven A's. Yeah, uh, yeah, seven A drumstick. And it looks like someone was playing Tom Sawyer on her face. <laughs> this took a dark turn that I love. <laughs> Modern day killer, mean. Okay. What are we doing? Are we done? Moving on. We done? Yeah. <laughs> Might have to. Test for Echo. Continue to work with Peter Collins. What do you think about this? Uh, what do I think about this album cover? I don't I hate it. I love this album cover. I don't hate it. What is it? Is that a man made of rocks? Is yeah. that a rock man? <laughs> yeah, it's a rock man. I love it. It's like a, what do you yeah. got for us, Suzanne? How long have we been recording? Only an hour and 31 minutes. That's it? And I'm going to edit out six minutes of that (laughs) rambling bullshit that I did. You'll never know what I did. And trust me, you're going to love... Actually, when you hear this, you'll go, are you sure you edited out six minutes of your bullshit? But trust me, I did. And then I added another six more. What do you got for us, Suzanne? Test for Echo. It almost looks like one of those albums and like the font and everything it looks like one of those things like on an end cap at target that you could press like and it's just like water sounds or like something that's what like the picture kind of looks like now again if this was an aerosmith album this would be called rock you (laughs) what's your what's your uh song suzanne i I had trouble picking on a song for this one but i i went with the instrumental um limbo limbo part nine of fears factors (laughs) trilogy part four Limbo, parentheses, how high can you go? (laughs) Oh, this is Monster Mash. Let me read you this. Uh, 
this is from all music reviewers. Steve, oh, I was going to read this. <laughs> you read this. This is bull. This guy's a dick. <laughs> this is the one. This is this the guy is such a, a backhand. This is like a, a compliment your mom would give you. Yes. Like, like oh, oh. You know, oh, that sweater doesn't make you look fat. Like that's oh, what, like, <laughs> so that's how you're wearing your hair. <laughs> this, okay, this is all music reviewer Stephen Thomas Earlwine. Already a pretentious dick. <laughs> The whole name says... He totally is wearing a turtleneck while he's uh, typing this up. And a pipe. He, he's writing with a pipe. <laughs> he gave Test for Echo three out of five stars, saying Rush has, quote, rarely played better in the past 10 years than they have on Test for Echo. So, so previously, what were they, a one out of five? Oh. <laughs> then you get... There are no Springsteen or Dylan. Five out of five. <laughs> oh my he didn't God. say that. <laughs> They need to take a page from the Van Morrison playbook. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. They've never played better. Three. Night in the Ruts, 10 out of five. <laughs> I picked the song called Virtuality. Virtu- I can't even say it. I picked the song I can't say. Kyle, say Virtuality. 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 Oh, put that in your treadmill. No, it's about a three out of five. This is the best they've ever played. Zero. Oh my gosh. I was showing me a picture of the reviewer. Dick. And he's turning the music off all at the same time. I don't know what's happening. Where did you find that picture so that uh, Andrew? Rich I literally can have it? just Googled Stephen Thomas Earl. Oh, Andrew, you got to post this guy's picture. He's a complete <laughs> and utter. He look. He looks like the voice we were doing earlier. Yes, he does. <laughs> the comic book guy. Yeah. But a pretentious comic book. Hey, this guy's a dick. I hate this guy. But if he wants to go to iTunes and write us a nice review, I'm happy. <laughs> well, he's the front man and guitarist for the Ann Arbor-based band Who Dat. Yeah. Who yeah, who dad? <laughs> exactly. And he's nephew of former musician and all music founder Michael Earlwine. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now. He hitchhiked with Bob Dylan in '61. Case rested. <laughs> Vapor Trails. This is another one of my favorite 17th albums. 17th studio album. It takes many, many years. There's a big, long gap between Rush albums. Because Neil Peart uh, suffers two major losses. Loses his wife and his daughter. His daughter whole f- first. His whole family. And then his wife, yeah. Loses his whole Within family. Within a year, I think it was. Yeah. So it j- just the fact that the guy could even... like I can't imagine doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. He And he ended up just taking off. Just getting on his bike and, and riding. Yeah. Driving. Thousands and thousands and thousands of miles. And the book Ghost... Um, Ghost, Ghost Rider came yeah. out of that, which Starring is Nicholas Cage. It's a great book. I'm not making a joke. Uh, I'm not making a joke when I say this, but um, it's <laughs> like in it's like in the movie Forrest Gump, where Forrest just runs. He doesn't yeah. know what else to do. He just runs, and then he grows that fucking awful beard. <laughs> Jesus is that fake, <laughs> fucking dumb. Um, and then he invented the smiley face, right? Which is true, but uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, look. Neil Peart, a millionaire, many times over. He wouldn't have to work at all. I can't imagine not just rolling into a ball and um, and never coming out of bed. That's how I would deal with. Hi, that's how I deal with things. 
Well, you know, in the book, he talks about a little bit about stuff like that. And I think he kind of wanted to do that too. And, you know, like that first day back in the studio, I mean, must have been. Yeah, but how many years have go by? Six years between albums. Six years. So after six years, and they decide to go back into the studio. Mm And this is how he says, you know what? I'm back and I'm okay. I picked one little victory. Vapor Trails. Starts Co-produced by a guy named Paul Northfield, because apparently the other guys I used to work with all died in six years. Kidding. I don't know if they died. They re-released the album a couple years later. They remixed it. And this is from the remixed album. This song is called Earthshine. The song is called Earthshine. So it said the band had originally been unhappy with the album's uh, overall sonic production. So in 2013, it got a remix. So what's that, 11 years later? Yeah, it says the production has been criticized by critics and fans alike because the album's loud sound quality. I do like it what's loud. What's wrong with that? Right between the eyes. I love it loud. Yeah. If you're too loud, you're too old. I got that... Um What did all music say? The best album ever by Rush, one out of five. (laughs) They gave it a three out of five. (laughs) He's a dick. Still a dick. (laughs) They don't like that guy. Yeah. It's the worst. I got that album from Jimmy Pardo, who listened to it once and said, hey, do you want this? Didn't like it? (laughs) He didn't like it. I don't know. Well, maybe he didn't like that, uh, the mix. I heard he loves the 2013 version. (laughs) Rush does something uh, strange. They do a covers album. Just like an eight-song mini-album. wonder why they did it. I think just fun, but because I don't... It certainly wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary at all. Covers albums never are. <laughs> what song did you pick from Feedback? I picked For What It's Worth because I like the song. You're a big, uh, you're a big Buffalo Springfield, Crosby, Stills, and Nash type lady. All right. I do love the cover of this. I, I think this is a cool cover. It's like it's... You know, it's retro. Mm-hmm. 
the <laughs> album cover. Yeah. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I've got to beware. I think it's time we stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. where they do two Yardbird songs. They do two Buffalo Springfield songs. They do... Uh, that, that doesn't sound different enough. Like for them to, for it to warrant a cover. I get you. A lot of times covers don't. Yeah. Sometimes they're straightforward. A lot of times it's too much. Sometimes yeah, yeah, they change it too, too much. Though. Let's hear what they do with a song by The Who called The Seeker. Sounds just like the hill. You want to guess what all music gave us? Three? Four. Four. They love this better than anything. Well, uh, Tom Jurek called the track list amazing and said none of these tunes are done with an ounce of camp. What, a, what the listener encounters is a rush that has never, ever been heard before. <laughs> it, it just sounds like the bunch of douchebags over there at all music. It's so generic. They just pull a number out of a hat and say, like, it doesn't sound like anything they've ever done before. I wonder if David Wilde ever reviewed a Rush album. David, if you're listening, uh, tweet at us. Let us know if you ever reviewed a Rush album. We're going to track that review down. Oh, I don't like Rush. <laughs> I don't think David doesn't like Rush. No, I think he likes Seems to like almost everything. I'm going to have to ask him in private what music he doesn't like. Probably got to be the music of Billy Bob Thornton, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Then we go with an album called Snakes and Arrows. Again, I like this cover. Kyle, you don't like it? Uh, This one? Yeah. Oh, I I don't mind this one. Now, this is co-produced. I can't pronounce this guy's name, but he's worked with with uh, Foo Fighters, and he's produced the last Black Star Riders album and the one that's coming out. His name is Nick. I can't say that name. Raskalenix. Raskalenix. <laughs> that's what the thing says. That's what the Is it phonetically? Yeah. I call him Mr. Mixelplick. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you say his name backwards, he goes back to the fifth dimension. <laughs> so what did you pick off of Snakes and Arrows? I love this, this album. This is my favorite Rush album. This is my mental patient album. Wait, this is your I number one favorite Rush album. Not stop listening to it. I wonder if we picked the same song. I I don't know. I I picked so many off of this one, and then there's I three mean, instrumentals on this. Far album. Cry is so good. Far Cry is great. It kicks off the album. Main Monkey Business. There's a certain point in that song where every time I listen to it, I will go, "Oh come on, man!" As though I'm having an argument with somebody. <laughs> And trying to, and just going, come on, how can you not love this? All music gives it four out of five. So what song did well, you pick? Something like they never one. heard before. I, t- I picked Spindrift. All right. Is 
get through 40 songs in under two hours. That might be a record. Yeah. And then when I edit this down, we'll actually play four songs. <laughs> My song, I, I love this song so much. I loved it from the first time I heard it. I loved it when I heard them play it live. I was excited when I heard them play it live. This is Working Them Angels. Driving away to the east, I need to the past. History recedes in my review mirror. Carried away on the wave of music down the desert road. Working Them Angels, 2007. Then it takes them five years to kick out another album. This is their last album. I love this album. Clockwork Angels. Love this album, love the book. Working Them Clockwork Angels. What's the book? Clockwork Angels. They wrote a book based on, I'm sorry. Who wrote a book? A guy named Kevin Anderson, I think. He wrote it uh, from the songs on this album? They they collaborated on it. I bring it it to the show and I read it as I listen. I read it to my section and they get annoyed. (laughs) He wrote wrote the the songs kind of based on a story that he had. And then this other guy came and wrote the book. It's, It's a good story. It's a great story. But they incorporated a lot of Rush lyrics into it because they thought that would be fun for the reader. And it turns out it's not. It's like no. distracting. It's very distracting. distracting. You, want, you want to know the One of the, the main characters, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> you know what he is in the book? Modern Day Warrior. Can't paint that fence, though. Mm-mm. Um, this is, in a young man's quest to follow his dreams, he is caught between the grandiose forces and order <laughs> and chaos. He travels across a lavish and colorful world of steampunk and alchemy with lost mm. cities, pirates, anarchists, exotic carnivals, and a rigid watchmaker who imposes precision on every aspect of daily life. Oh, Christ, it sounds like a Tim Burton film. <laughs> Jesus, what a mess. It's, What's wrong? It's not a mess. It's a really good story. It, oh, it, I, I imagine it would it, be. It I, does, don't, I don't go in for reading. It does sound like someone who was like, you know what people like? They love pirates. They love steampunk. They love watchmakers. Make all this in one. <laughs> they love Rush. <laughs> it's not a book for ladies, though. I think men would like that book, not ladies. <laughs> the clock is marked I'm... with alchem- or, uh, alchemy symbols instead of numbers. Another good Rush album cover. It displays the time as 912, which in 24-hour time or military time would be 2112. Well, 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 aren't we clev? <laughs> <laughs> what song are you going to end this show? I mean, we're not ending the show with this. We're ending your portion of the show with this. What song did you pick? The Wreckers. <sighs> That's a good song. Sometimes you have to be wary of a miracle too good to be true. All I know is that sometimes the truth is confusing. 
All right, Kyle, and just play a little bit of my song from Clockwork Angels. Okay. It's a song I like to call The Wreckers. All right, we've heard it. So we had three crossovers. We had three crossovers. We had... I remember two. No, we had three. Yeah, you had three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So we played... You had Bravado, you had The Wreckers, Mm -hmm. and Limelight. Limelight. Yeah. That was great. Great music today. You should read that book. It'll make that whole album make sense. If you knew how many books I'm not reading (laughs) right now, currently. It's really quick read. read I have... Bullshit about it. Yeah, half of it's the lyrics from other Russ. (laughs) I have an essay. I have an essay on my nightstand that my oldest daughter wrote that's been on my nightstand. For like two months, and I it's read it's it. it's called what? Uh, it's called Dad. Pay attention to me. <laughs> it's called negligent father. Um, it's a cry for help, and I haven't read it yet. And she'll say, "What do you think of my essay?" And I, and I probably I think I might have lied. I might have said uh, a couple spelling mistakes. I said the, I actually told her. I said best essay you've ever written. Three out of five. <laughs> uh. I, I didn't actually read it, but uh, but uh, Earl Wine told me that it was uh, three out of five. It was the, the best essay you've written in 10 years. The essay my daughter wrote is based on the songs on the album Counterparts, which came out in 1993. Suzanne, where are you at Twitter? Where can people follow you? Did you get any uh, followers after you, your first appearance? Or did you get people unfollowing? Maybe a few, but I know Colleen put me in one of her videos Ooh, the other day. And what and happened? I, it's not that big of a deal, but it's like, I just like over 200 followers within a couple of days. That is a big deal. It's ridiculous. They're all children. Yeah, but still, <laughs> now, you, now you can tweet out your cheap trick stuff and they'll mute you. I know. So what is your, give us your handle. At? S. Dillingham. S. Dillingham, D-I-L-L-I-N-G-H-A-M, just like it sounds, Dillingham. Also a character from a Harry Potter film, Professor Dillingham. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it looks like that's it. You are at Kyle Dotson Funny. I am. How's that new website coming along that you teased um, seven months ago? I didn't even know you were making a website. And I got all excited because you're like, I'm making a new website. I'm like, what like, the what? I literally like just started it. And then you were like, hey, there's a website coming soon. <laughs> When's it coming? But when did you start it? Be serious. Let's be honest. Like in May. Okay, in May. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, when I had my old job, I used to just do right. it during the day at right. my old job. How long were you off of work? <laughs> uh, two months. <laughs> <laughs> do you think... That by and look, I'm a big time procrastinator, so look, I understand. But and I'm not saying you're procrastinating either. Do you think what what would be your tentative date? If you're gonna throw a date out there, like you're giving yourself a deadline. I will give myself a deadline. I will say by your birthday, which what? is in like a month from now. That, I don't it, want that as a present. I want a real present. <laughs> it will be uh it will be launched. That's ready. a strong deadline. I thought you were gonna go by this May. <laughs> well, We'll see. I, I don't know. When is this drop? This might be. 
Um, this, this one is uh, this one's this one's just for us. Oh, this isn't gonna air. Uh, I don't I don't know if I have a I don't have a date. ASAP Club is gonna get it probably in the next two days. Okay. Well, uh, all the other schlubs are gonna get it when it, when they get it. Suzanne, are you in the ASAP Club? I am, and it's actually. What if you said, when they show what, up, what have you said? I, it's I, terrible. It makes me nervous just because I'm like, I can't get to it that quick. You don't and have I to. Want to. I want to, though. Listen, listen to them all at once. Yeah, wait till the end of the just, year. Just all at one time. Yeah. Lay them all down and then see if anything overlaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining the ASAP club. Of you get them ASAP. I know. Do you listen to, will you listen to this since it's your episode? I don't know. I mean, you don't like your voice? I listened to the Cheap Trick episode, but it, it, I just, I can't listen to it again. I can't mm-hmm. stand the sound of my voice. On my your voice sounds good. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And you don't talk much. This Ugh, whose voice is that? <laughs> oh, that was Kyle's. Ugh. Uh, we are at Rock Solid Show. Uh, go to iTunes, write us a nice review. Go to... Three out of five, love it. <laughs> go to rocksolidpodcast.com. <laughs> Best podcast in 10 years. Read Andrew Rich's amazing notes. Uh, the guy doing the artwork for this episode, he's a new a newbie. He's going to be... This is going to be one of the first ones he does. I want to make sure I say his and last... one of the last ones. I hope I say his name right. His last name... Oh, that's is it not, Smith? No, his first name's Kyle. Oh, hey, Kyle. And his last name is Hildreth, Kyle Hildreth. And he's going to be doing uh, this one and and another one. D- doesn't Rush sing about the Hildreth? <laughs> they fight the hobbits? They probably do. Uh, I am at Pat underscore Francis. I'm verified still. Pat I don't know Pat. when they're going to take that check away, but for now, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the verified. There's even a column like, oh, you can click on and just see the verified people. I saw a... a it's like, the, this is very much like the sneeches with these checks. <laughs> I'm a star-bellied sneech. That's, that'd be a funny sketch. What were you going to say now with uh, people with checks on their bellies? I saw a Twitter account today that had like 10 followers and was verified, but it's for like some upcoming show. Is it? It's like a Donald Sutherland. Is it? It's a oh, it's called Ice on Audience. No, that just they they immediately throw that a check. If it was just so fun, it's, so it's on weird. Audience. Is that even a network? Yeah. All right. Look, Suzanne, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Um, if we would ever have you back, what would our topic be? Australian bands. Australian bands. Now, wh- where did we come up with this Australian band? You just want to play the Angels. <laughs> Like a mental patient. No, but there's a lot of them. There's lots of there good are Australian lot. bands. Would Olivia Newton-John count? Yeah. Well, she's not banned, but... What about, what about ACDC? It would have to be Australian artists. <laughs> yeah. So that we could play some Jimmy Barnes, some Cold Chisel. And Olivia Newton-John. Rick Springfield. ACDC. I'm telling you, ACDC. There's so many good bands from there. You know, this is Brian Johnson from ACDC. What would you call it? Going Down Under? <sighs> going Down Under. I'd call it Going Down Under with Suzanne Meacher. <laughs> and then Under would be Under the Going Down. All right. Well, that's an Aerosmith album. That's my favorite Aerosmith album. <laughs> yeah, it's just a picture of Australia that says Going Down. <laughs> Awful. All right, everybody. That's the show. Uh, let's play out with probably the most well-known Rush song, in my opinion. Everyone knows this song. 
there's a video for this song. When the video comes on, you go, and I'm not even going to say it. Just play it out, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks. Thank you. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Round and round. What comes in late goes in late. Oh, God. All right, ready? It's the second poster. Yeah. <laughs>